Welcome to the On the Road to Freedom podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We can't wait to get into the Word with you and share some truth that's going to change your life. Make sure and hit the subscribe button and help us spread the Word by rating and reviewing the show. You can also connect with us at myland.org for more helpful resources. Now, let's get into today's show. Now, we're talking about the rest of God, but we're actually talking about absolute faith. What is absolute? Let me read you a description of the word absolute. Absolute is perfect, complete, not mixed. It's pure. It's unlimited, as in absolute power. It's positive. There's no doubt involved. It's real, as in absolute truth, and it is not relative to any other circumstance or situation. For we who have believed, adhered to, and trusted in, and relied on God, we do enter the rest. We're talking about absolute. These descriptions are uh, how to get from hoping that God is honest to knowing it and never having any doubt under any circumstance. Faith comes by hearing. You got to want to hear. Baby, come here. Grab a mic and come here for for just a second, please. My darling, you were were ministering to me this afternoon. She's on this red mic, y'all. You were ministering to me this afternoon about seeking. Share that scripture. Me right quick, please. Yes. Well, I was talking to an acquaintance recently, and she had been to Easter services with her family. And she was telling me all about uh, what everybody wore, the good lunch they had, the Easter egg hunt afterwards. But then when I asked her, well, what did you learn from the service? And she couldn't give me an answer. And of course, as you know, Easter represents for us Jesus is risen. And when I went to the Lord about it, here's what I heard. He said, you must seek to find. And he said, if you will seek me with all of your heart, with all of your soul, you will find me. The world pressures us to seek success, to seek power, to seek money. But God said, if you'll seek him first and his kingdom, he'll add all the things to us. So tonight, what I want to encourage you in is what we're being stirred up in is to seek Him. That word seek means to crave Him as your soul's first necessity. Yeah. He's the first thing you need. He's the delight of your heart. And here's what He said in Isaiah 64, 1. The Lord says, I was ready to respond, but no one asked for help. I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I said, here I am, here I am to a nation that did not call on my name. So as Mylon and I were stirred up by these verses that our heart is to seek the Lord. And he said, you will find me. Yes. And you may be thinking, well, what do I find? Well, let me ask you, what do you need? Because everything that you need, it is all found in Him. Take your time. Take your time. This is good. It's all found in Him. If you're looking for love, God is love. Come on. If you're looking for joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you're looking for peace, He has perfect peace that passes all understanding. If you need wisdom, it is the principal thing. He'll give you all the wisdom you need. If you're looking for insight, discernment, clarity, Mm. everything you need, it is all found in him. And here's all he asks. Seek me. 
Seek me. If you'll seek me with all your heart, you will. I'll make sure with you'll find me. With all your heart. That's it. Amen. So will you say this after me? I am a seeker. I'm a seeker. I seek you, Lord. I seek you, sir. With all my heart. With all my heart. With all my soul. With all my soul. And I call on you, Lord. And I call on you, Lord. I call on your name. I call on your name. And I believe I receive. And I believe I receive. The help. That I need. That I need. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let me take this. Hallelujah. Seeking. Why would you seek unless you really expect to find? If you expect, if you read in the paper that the economy is getting bad and all of a sudden people are being laid off where you work and that company's in trouble, do you think, boy, this is horrible. I could lose my house. My kid's in college. I can't afford this right now. If you start that, you expect bad things to happen, then your faith is in the devil's ability to steal and kill and destroy. It's not in God. God, if your faith is in God, you'd be saying, man, they're getting laid off at the plant. I bet my boss is going, I'm getting his job. (laughs) Come on, that's faith. Faith is you're going up, not down. And and faith really is when it's tested, it looks like it ain't working. And you believe it is. Now we're talking about entering the rest. Somebody, God sent me here, somebody needs this. And sometimes, one time I was here and I was ministering on something, and your pastor got up and said, you know, that's life or death. Somebody needs to pay attention right now. Now, I'm going to testify to you for a minute and and try to close this out. I've gotten out here in the middle of, uh, you know, I've sawed the limb off and I'm still out here. But I'm going to share a couple more scriptures with you because I am going somewhere. God doesn't do anything partially. Psalm 103 says, he forgives all my sins. He heals all of my diseases. Do you believe that? He forgives all my sins. If if he only forgave some of them, you know you'd still have to go to hell. No, he forgave all of our sins. And then he went went to hell for us so we wouldn't have to go. He came here and lived and died for us. And then he went to hell for us. Then he rose again. He told the disciples, he said, all power has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. He said, now I'm giving it to you. My ministry is going to continue, but I'm going back. I'm going to sit down at the right hand of the Father. It's finished. I've done everything I came here to do. I've given you my name, my blood, my word, and my spirit. I've whipped the devil for you. Now I'm going to sit down, but I've given you everything you need to keep him whipped and to do everything I've told you to do. But you got to be serious about that. That Being a Christian, the way God wants you to be, is a full-time job, and it will make you what the world calls a fanatic. You will have to seek first His kingdom every day in every way. If you are uh, my age, and there's a few people in here who are, then you already know sometimes the only way to stay alive is to live by faith. You'll have that, that will be tested. Does he heal all my diseases or just all of them but the one that's killing me? Notice how quiet it got in the house of God all of a sudden. 
John 3 and verse 15 says he wishes that none should perish. None is an absolute. But that all, all is an absolute word, have everlasting life. Romans 10 and verse 13 says everyone who, everyone, that's another absolute, who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Not might be, will be. Psalm 91 verse 7 says, No tragedy, calamity, plague, or evil shall come near you. None. Zero. Absolutely. How many? None. No. Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I remember reading about a guy who had a bomb in his shoe. Have you noticed all the different ways that man has come up with for killing people? One guy had a bomb in his underwear. Do you remember that guy? Pretty embarrassing when you're on a plane, all your, all your terrorist buddies are watching, you're supposed to blow the plane, and your shorts are smoking. <laughs> Bad day. Bad day for a terrorist. Miserable. Now, what's the bottom line? Somebody on that plane knew, no, no, we, nobody knew what an underwear bomb is or a shoe bomb, but no weapon. Chemical, biological, Nuclear, it don't matter if they come up with 17 new ones next week. They won't work if I'm on that plane. No weapon formed against me will prosper. You have to make up your mind. Is this true or do we hope it's true? Because if you hope it, you don't believe it. And there's a test coming. Now the good news is when you pass the test, you get promoted. Who wants to get promoted? Who wants to bless God? I, you know, would it be cool if you could do something that God would go, whoa, I really enjoyed that. That was cool. You know, David, King David was a picker. He was a musician. He made his own axes. I mean, he was my hero from the get-go. And I read that God said he's a man after his own heart. The whole Bible, he only said that about one guy. King David was a real praiser. He wrote songs to the Lord, and they were worshiped, and they were praised. He danced before the Lord, and his wife made fun of him, and he danced that much harder. He didn't care what anybody thought. Man, he was after the heart of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I like that. I'd love to be in that category. Give God pleasure. Well, here's what he said in Hebrews 11. He said, it's impossible to please me without thinking I'm honest. If you hope that my word is true, if you think that I would let the devil kill you while you're standing on my word, you don't believe I'm honest. And that hurts God. But it gives him pleasure to bless his children. And he wants to. It gives it, the Bible actually says it, it, it gives God pleasure. The prosperity of his children gives him pleasure. He loves to bless you. He wants to bless you. But he just wants one thing. He doesn't ask you to be perfect. He knows you don't know how. He knows you've made mistakes and he knows you're going to make some more. And that's why he gave us his grace and his mercy. And he's fresh every day and he never runs out. The one thing he demands is that you believe he's perfect. They, they came, the disciples came to to Jesus and they said we want to do the work of the kingdom it's in I think it's in John 6 yeah verse 28 we want to perform God's works too what should we do verse 29 Jesus told them this is the only work God wants from you believe 
in the one who he sent. Believe in Jesus. Believe what? That he is in love with you. Believe that he came here. He didn't have to. He came here because he wanted to. He saw the suffering. He knew it. He sweat blood. You think you've had a stressful day? Blood came through the pores of his skin because he knew what he was having getting ready to do. And yet he prayed, not my will. I'm not trying to talk you. I, he actually told the Father, I'd rather not do this. But if this is the only way, and this is what you want me to do, not my will, but thine be done. Now, all he wants us to do if we're his disciples, he said, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples. That means a follower. A follower of Christ is someone who's trying to figure out how to follow him. What does that mean? It means I want to read his word until it so transforms me by the renewing of my mind that I start to think like God. And then I will start talking like him because his word is the truth and, then, and it fixes things. It's full of power. We just read it a minute ago. It's energized. It's full of power. So we share the word of God with each other and we speak it. That's what happens when we are transformed. Transformed means myelin stops being like myelin, which has always been the problem. More of Jesus, less of me. Amen. They came to Jesus and uh, told him that his family was outside, his mother and brothers. They wanted to talk to him. And his response was, who are my family except they who do the will of my Father? Amen. And that's who we're looking for today. This thing that we refer to as Team Milan, it's just about partnership between us and the Lord, of course. He does his part. And maybe it's you. That's a decision you have to make, but I'm looking for family. Yeah, I'm looking amen. for people who, amen. that's who my family is. Those who yes. want to do the will of my Father more than anything else on the earth, because that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And of course, I need help doing that, and I will do our part. We're just yes. making a commitment to anybody who wants to be a part of leading people to Jesus, of teaching amen. them how to have better health and holy matrimony and all the wonderful things that God is offering in His Word. There are multitudes, the Bible says, yes. in the valley of decision mm -hmm. right now. Right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for somebody who will help me reach the multitude yes. to pray about it mm -hmm. and to finance the kingdom of God being shed abroad in the hearts of the multitudes yes. who are looking for the right decision. We have the information they need. Mm -hmm. It's called revelation of the Word of God. Amen. And we have the Holy Spirit and the anointing to minister the truth to them yes. and set them free. So if you want to help us reach the multitude, you just go to mylan.org and click on Team Mylan today. I think it's time for me to uh, tell you something personal. I hadn't told Gary and Drenda. Um, just no really real reason to talk about it much, but uh, a few months ago, they told me I had cancer. And you know how it is. You go to the doctor and something ain't right and you have these symptoms. And they do the, took the test and the blah, blah, blah. And then they ran some other tests. And then they said they thought it was tuberculosis. And they gave me this and that. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, my wife, 
<laughs> I wish you all could have been in the doctor's office. My wife is the sweetest, kindest. My wife is not a rowdy, mean, I mean, she just has a soft, sweet voice. She's a sweet person. And she's not sneaky. She's innocent. And she's childlike. She's very intelligent, but she's childlike. And she was sitting there, and she was watching the doctor, and he said the word cancer two or three times. And, of course, under my breath, I was saying, as I've had to do other times in life, I don't receive that. That's not for me. He can give that to somebody else. I'm not interested, you know. And, uh, but my wife couldn't take it anymore. The guy kept saying, you got cancer and it's going to do this and it's going to have this effect. And my wife just up and told the doctor, and it, it was the loudest I've ever heard her talk. And we've had some arguments where she raised the volume a little bit. You know what I mean? But she told this doctor, my husband does not have cancer and he never will. And the doctor, yeah, it was cool. The doctor, he didn't like it. But we didn't like what he was saying either. And we don't believe what he said. And, uh, you know, I mean, the devil's always offering you stuff. The Bible says if you resist the devil, he'll flee. Well, you can't resist the devil if he offers you something and you receive it. That ain't resisting, that's receiving. If you're going to resist, you have to... You have to speak out. I mean, that's the way you receive from Jesus. You believe on him, and then you confess him. You say what you believe. And when you don't receive from him, you got to say you don't receive. You don't just think it. you got to say it out loud. That's how you confirm your salvation. It's also how you confirm your resistance to the devil. And so, you know, they, you know, bottom line is they wanted to do this, that, and that. So we let them run the test, you know, that, uh, until they got to the point where they wanted to do this operation and they, they couldn't get over there. They found this, what they call a nodule in my lung. And they wanted to do this, that, and other operation. And uh, I'm busy. You know, I don't mind going and taking a test or taking a pill if it doesn't have too bad a side effect maybe but I can do that in faith but I don't want them slicing and dicing this week you know what I mean I got TV shows to film and sermons to preach and so uh, I decided no I ain't wasting any time doing that and when I was trying to explain it to the guy he was getting rowdy with me and I said sir I've listened to you tell me all that you believe why can't you give me a couple minutes let me tell you what I believe would you indulge me just for a second? I believe God said in Psalm 103 that even if I did have cancer or if I don't have it, it doesn't matter because he heals all my diseases. Now, either he does that or he doesn't. And if he doesn't, what are we doing in church? We're playing church. We just got, instead of the Elks Club or something, we're, you know, we just got our own version of social whatever. No. God healed. All, by his stripes, I was healed, and I still am. Now, when and how God deals with that is none of my business, and I don't even care. The point is, we're talking about entering the rest of God. 
I just went through and what I noticed was I didn't lose any sleep. I did not worry one bit. There is no way, no way that God is going to yank the rug out from under me while I'm proclaiming his goodness in the land of the living. I will live and not die. I will proclaim the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. And he's no respecter of persons, but he's got to find somebody who believes him. That means we're not hoping that the word is true. Prayer is not, come on, Jesus, baby needs a new pair of shoes. No, no, no. Prayer is, God, you said it. And here's, he said, bring him in remembrance of his word. You said you sent your word and healed them. Well, praise God, I'm one of them. You said your word is life to those that find it and health to all their flesh. I know, that's the best pill I ever heard, the gospel. Come on. I found the word of God. It is health to my flesh. It doesn't matter if my flesh got, if the facts are that I did have some horrible disease, the truth is I don't have it. And God, this is important. I'm only going to ask you this one time and I'm going to pray. I have just, I had, I had another sermon and I don't even know where I went tonight. I have no idea what just happened. But I want to pray with you before I leave, but I just got one question for you. Do you believe the facts or do you believe the truth? I want you to meditate on that. The answer to that question will let you know whether you really believe God or whether you're hoping his word is true. And hoping is good. Again, it's not, you know, if you, if you know you're not there yet, it's okay. It's actually really healthy to say, whoa, I need to get down to business here and I need to get in the Word. Faith comes by hearing. This is not rocket science. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you hear, if you hear a politician talk long enough, you'll believe what they say. Imagine that. Think about that, how dangerous that is. But if you hear God talk every day, if you read that Word, that's God talk. They don't call it His Word for nothing. Those words came out of his mouth and went into the hearts of men who wrote it down so we could read it and say it and believe it. So if you're not there yet, just think for a second here, what's important in life? Is there anybody, I, I, pastors had to bury a lot of people. He's had to preach at a lot of, of home goings. He said, go to the hospital and pray with a lot of people who were dying. I never had anybody tell me, boy, I'm here at the end of my life. I just wish I'd have gone to the office a few more times, spent a few more hours on the phone instead of hanging out with God or my family. Not one time. It's time. Here's what I heard the Lord say. Tell them it's time to hit the reset button. Somebody in here knows what that means. Somebody just heard from God. It's time to reboot the computer, your spirit man, and reset your priorities. This is not a sermon about me getting healed, even though I am. This is a sermon about resting when the devil attacks 
enter the rest. Just rest in what? The goodness of God. He's just so good. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to fear. Every day is getting better. And one of these days, I mean, it's appointed man, everybody's going to die. But you don't have to do it sick and miserable and in pain and scared. You could just go to sleep and wake up in heaven. If you're here tonight and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I'm not just talking about your sins, even though that's really important. I'm talking about your life, your relationships, your hopes and dreams. If you want to find out how good God is, the more you give him, the more he'll prove how good he is and how much he loves you. If there's anybody here tonight who's never done that, God sent me here to join my faith with yours, that your life is going to change the way mine did and get better every day until you see him face to face. Will everybody say this with me out loud? Father God, I surrender my life to you. I take responsibility for my sins and I repent. I turn from my way and I turn to you, Jesus. I ask you, Father, to fill me with your Holy Spirit and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I thank you for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I believe I receive it in Jesus' name. Now, the Bible says if you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart, you are born again. You are not the same person you were a few seconds ago. That's right. You are a new creature and all the old has passed away. That's right. And all things have become brand Brand new. new. He did it for me and he just did it for you. Contact us at mylon.org. And let us know what God did for you today. We'll be praying for you. We love you. And Jesus is Lord.